Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing episode 11 from season one, Broadway Malady, which originally aired on the 13th of January, 1985. This episode was written by Tom Sawyer who we may recognize. He's the writer of Joshua Peabody Died Here, possibly. Um, And he's the producer of 79 episodes, a writer of 23, a writer of one of the stories and one of the teleplays as well. And was also a producer of The Law and Harry McGraw. So very Mm. deep in the murder she wrote world and surrounding shows. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... This episode is a Grady episode. <laughs> I think that is was really excited to see that Grady Fletcher was back. Anyways. He was barely in it, but I do have some thoughts about that, but continue. <laughs> I'll try to keep the... I think this is pretty straightforward, although I say that, and then it takes me like nine minutes to describe every episode. Um, so Jessica goes to New York to visit her nephew, Grady Fletcher, played by Michael Horton, who is the accountant on a new Broadway show that's called something April. Oh, God, sorry. Oh, I wrote just... down, hold on. It's... Always April. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just not, not too great start there. Um, Always April is being put on by Barry Bristol, played by Greg Henry, and his backer, Cy Parrish, who is played by Patrick O'Neill, and their director, Mark Faber, played by Robert Morse. The big sell is that the show is going to star mother-daughter team Rita Bristol, who's also Barry's mom. Rita's played by Vivian Blaine, and uh, Barry's sister, Patty Bristol, played by Lorna Luft. They are putting on the show, the director's giving Patty a hard time, and then they go out for a big dinner, after which a mugger shoots Patty and she ends up in the hospital. Patty is then replaced in the show by Lonnie Valerian, played by Elaine Giftos, and the show goes on. Then, but it feels like Rita Bristol might be on the verge of sort of a nervous breakdown because the director is sort of making a big deal about Lonnie, but had been mean to Patty. And then Rita attempts a suicide, allegedly, um, and she also gets taken to the hospital. And then Jessica sort of figures out that the mugger was actually a an actor who Barry Bristol knew. And it turned out that Barry had hired the, uh, the mugger to basically kill his sister so that he could then kill his mom and get all of her money. The sister survived, but he still decided to kill the mom. Um, and But then it turns out that neither the sister nor the mother have actually died. Everybody's okay. Barry's obviously not well. Um, and yeah, so nobody actually dies in this episode, which is interesting. The actor, the the mugger slash actor did die. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he did die. How dare you, Susanna? He got shot by Barry Bristol. Sorry. Yeah, right over that. Yeah, like murder free. Murder- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry. Wow, I look like a real jerk. But yeah, the side <laughs> characters are NYPD Detective Sergeant Moreno, played by Gregory Sierra, 
and Lou Feldman, who was the mugger slash Morley, um, what was his last name? Morley something. His agent, Lou Feldman, played by Milton Berle. Um, also in the mix is uh, Grady's current girlfriend, Kate Metcalf, played by Cherie Gregory, although she does not last to the end of the episode. She doesn't die, but she runs off with somebody else. So yeah, yeah I don't so think any of lot. Grady's girlfriends have died. They've just usually dumped him. Yeah, they always dump him. Yeah, except for um, except for Debbie Zip. So, and just a small thing to say from the IMDb trivia, which was extensive, by the way. If you go in there, it's like a 20-page synopsis about how they filmed on some location that they then had to make sets. I mean, honestly, it was so elaborate. I was like, I can't be reading all this. But um, the movie at the beginning that Rita Bristol is watching, which is supposed to be one of her old movies, is actually one of Vivian Blaine's movies called The Little Girls in Blue from 1946. And she's singing a song called Somewhere in the Night. So it's not Holiday in San Jose, which is what I believe. That made me laugh so hard. (laughs) Like, Holiday in San Jose? (laughs) I'm assuming they don't mean California, right? No, I think they do. It's like with... San Jose, like, I don't want to Well, no, it's like, it's just not something you associate with, like, it's not like a resort town or something. Like, when she said- that says, isn't there a song in San Jose? Yeah, the Dionne Warwick. Do you know the way to San Jose? (laughs) I just don't know that that's where Vivian Blaine was heading. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that was really her that she was watching in the- um black and white film so i always wonder this about sorry like no no go on they do this in like movies and shows and stuff where like there's an it's always an actress that they're like obsessed with their old movies and they watch them all the time i just i don't know if i would do that or not well a movie from 40 years ago as well like that is like it's one thing to sort of i mean but i guess to think that like she kind of botched her career and that that was a nicer time yeah yeah i mean and actually based on her age and when the show aired and stuff it probably was almost 40 years ago that clip and that so that that was accurate but she also didn't seem like a woman that was struggling so you know she seemed quite self-assured and like capable and stuff so that was interesting we're we're off with another grady one which Glennis had a funny reaction. <laughs> it's going to be another Grady episode. I looked away for two seconds and then I came back and he's like, hey, Jess, go John. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, but he was barely in it. Also, his girlfriend had no lines, I'm pretty sure. And I yeah. know it was to try and, you know, say, that, oh, he's so unlucky in love and all this stuff, but she felt they both felt a little pointless in this episode. It wasn't like a starring role for Grady, but I did laugh. I wrote in my notes that when Glennis saw his face, that she was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, we have watched a disproportionately large number of Grady. We front loaded with Grady. So like, no, there's not actually that many, you know, there's 12 and we've already watched, I think three or four. So, I think so you've watched loads, Glennis. Um, and 
that that segues nicely into an age ain't nothing but a number because Grady is 33 in real life. Okay. The, his girlfriend in this episode is 21. Okay. And she and she would later be married to Michael Landon Jr. Well, good. Still married? No. Is he still alive? Michael Landon? I know he's deceased. Senior's passed. But I wonder if that girl is still married to... It's on IMDb. It seemed like current, so I don't know how frequently it's getting updated. But <laughs> yeah, they had three kids together, so maybe she just sort of moved on. But yes, yeah, so that's five. Oh yeah, it's just Michael Landon Senior died quite young. Wasn't right. he very young? Uh, he was pretty right? young. Um. So yes, yeah, so that was an interesting factoid. But yeah. Um, there were quite a few 33-year-olds in this movie. He had uh, Greg Henry as Barry Bristol was 33, Grady was 33, and Lorna Luft was 33. <laughs> so everybody was perfect, 33 years old. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe twins. Well, yes, it was a... I, Glennis didn't like the brother-sister relationship in the beginning, I think. I don't want to speak for her. He's like, my sensational sister. And (laughs) oh, like, what did I I write? Um, It's too creepy. Yeah, it was just a lot. And he was like, oh, like, you're just so amazing. And I love you so much. And And then... And isn't it even creepier to know he was planning to kill her? (laughs) He said all that stuff. Hands and like arm in arm in a way that I don't know. But then, like, he's been acting like that for a while because she's not bothered. She's not like, like, if all, like, if our brother (laughs) tried to call me, yeah, called me sensational, I'd be like, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why are you being weird? (laughs) (laughs) Right, seriously. Like, I want my digestive biscuits, okay? (laughs) I wasn't, like, sure I was going to do this on the podcast. Cause I feel kind of bad about it, but like, it like they're like acting how great Patty Bristol is, and like she's not that great, maybe. <laughs> how dare you? It's a lot of like sticky humor. It's like together again for the first time, and you're like, but it's it's very <laughs> Liza-y, isn't it? It's all very like mimicking of that kind of thing. I mean, I know, so Glennis, I don't know if you know this, but Lorna Luft is Judy Garland's other daughter. So Liza Minnelli, it was with, um, I can't remember who this first name is, Minnelli. And Lorna Luft is her child with Sydney Luft. Is that right? And she had a son with him as well. Yes. And so Lorna Luft and Liza Minnelli are sisters, half sisters. And Lo- and Lorna Luft is the sort of, I think she's still quite successful as a singer, but but not quite as like stratospherically successful as as Liza was. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I thought the bit. I agree when I. I think her singing is very good. Like when she's singing, you're like, oh right, okay, this is like very Broadway '80s style sort of thing. That is really good. But yeah, it's all very. I think it's meant to be that kind of Judy Liza, 
thing. The so it's just problem was, I don't mean, because I love this episode. It's probably like a nine for me, but I thought the songs in the musical were heinous. Like, <laughs> so, so awful. I mean, it, okay. Yeah. The last <laughs> song we hear is the one Rita sings and it ends with, okay, okay. And you're like, when is a song that's good ever ended like that? Like, it's just so bad. Like, it's amazing. The show is fantastic. But it's like, I think that's part of the charm of it is you're like, I don't even think they're going to try to make this like a real bro. Because it's hard to tell if you think the show's actually meant to be good or not. Like, and it's just so silly. But I, that's like, part of what I like about it is the, the songs Hamilton are of 1984. Like, it, the yeah. songs are so, like, I, like it was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. Like, I, yeah, I don't want to be mean because I, I do love this episode, but I was like, wow. I see. I love when they have stage productions in this show because you're just like, either like taste levels in the 80s were like at a different, or just on a different scale. Like they were just like not being judged by what we would expect to see today. But it's like that episode making the, we need to watch called. Oh, um, yeah. Is it, uh, the, is it Stage Fright? No. Uh, Something the one like where that. The, the two older yes. actors come back. And honestly, there's a line from that play that is burned into my brain. <laughs> just like watching them be in the play. Oh no, I love so that one. Terrible. <laughs> There's actually quite a few where they do like a stage performance. But I, just, I love that. I don't, yeah, I don't mean to be mean. And yes, you're right. She was, maybe was trying to be Liza E. And, but they're all like, oh, she's so amazing. <laughs> you're just like, ah. Well, I also feel like you don't get much of a chance to get to know Patty because That's she's true. sort of taken out of the equation super early on. And you're like, yeah, like, so we, we actually, as the audience, this is what I'm saying about the plays, but we have no concept of if she's supposed to be good or bad or not, because we've not seen that much of her do anything. And so right. we're told by the director that she's off pitch and off tempo. But when you hear her sing, you're like, oh, she's good. But the, you know, so it's, I think it's really tricky. And the other people are taking up the oxygen in the room so much that it's like, you know, like Rita Bristol's basically coming in at I'm assuming about 85 pounds, like just <laughs> completely dominating all of these scenes. And so it's hard. I think it's hard to know with Patty. I, I liked her, but yeah, she's out of it within the first 20 minutes. I mean, she's basically the first murder, except she, you're right, she is. It was the mugger, and I forgot. Why does the brother even try to kill the guy? Like, I, like if he's hired this guy, like, does the sister know he has a gun on him to protect her? But, like, why does he fire back? Oh, this why does the brother him? shoot him? So he doesn't rat out yeah. that mm -hmm. the brother hired him mm -hmm. to kill his No sister. loose ends, Glynis. Yeah. No loose ends. But like also he could use his gun to like end his sister real quick like i know it is kind of rough i guess but he needs to he needs to, he does it in such a public way i mean they're literally hardly off the street when it happens so like they have so many witnesses well, I, I think he also thought that the guy was gonna kill her like that she was gonna die and so that she yeah the gunshot wound was also like a wrinkle in the plan 
And obviously he was right because the cops weren't going to investigate. They were fine just taking that at face value. So it was only because Jessica was there that, um, yeah. (laughs) The more more I'm onto that conspiracy that she's the mass murderer. Like, I mean, (laughs) this was too in her lap. And then she, she was like, this is too easy. I'm going to investigate. Well, and you can tell this is season one because she's right in there. Normally, yeah. it takes a little cajoling, like, you know, it's like, oh, Jessica, like, I know this thing. She's like, huh. She sort of casually enters into this murder mystery, but this time she's, like, running straight into that cop's office, and she's like, I need you to take this seriously. <laughs> Like yeah, that. we had one of our poll contenders, Gregory Sierra, was in this episode, which was fun. And Greg Henry. Is also- yeah. Well, Greg Gre- Henry's coming up very soon. Yes, he made the first round cut yeah. as to Gregory Sierra. I know. It was, a, it was a star-studded episode. Like, got a little cameo from Milton Berle. Yeah, and... Um, and uh, is it Vivian Blaine? Is that what, is that what her oh, yeah. real yes. name is? Yes. So she's she was in Guys and Dolls. Oh yeah. Oh, the guy who played the directors in Mad Men, Burt Cooper. He plays Burt Cooper in Mad Men. Oh, I know. So we he's kind of a star-studded cast. Um, I mean, obviously you got Grady. <laughs> Right. I mean, just say season one, you get these sort of big time older actors and you get Lorna Luft. That's pretty good. It's really good. It's really good. I thought for an earlier season too, that the outfits, especially Jessica's, were great. And actually, I liked Lorna Luft's outfits too. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I... I mean, the I didn't think they did right by Rita Bristol that much because like she was constantly in like a like xxxx small like robe or like children's pajamas yeah or, <laughs> you know, i did love not like actually love but like i feel like it would be really comfortable was that uh ankle length blue silk like dress sleep dress the night, it's a like a house coat like a night yeah. dress thing that goes over your pajamas and it had long sleeves and lapels and it was very shiny it just looked like that would be heaven to sleep in you just slide around all night (laughs) yeah that sounds super fun but like satin doesn't breathe like gross it was a lot Mm -hmm. of like robe work and and the wig she's wearing a wig the whole time i can tell and it was a little and she was wearing these little heels with the like yeah. It, it made no sense, but I loved it. <laughs> I don't, and then I look, okay, I just had to check. Vivian Blaine is only four years older than Angela Lansbury in this episode. And Angela Lansbury, almost every one of her outfits, I was like, I would wear that. The red shirt with the, the white spots, like mm-hmm. that, she wears a nice like beige coat with like a, blue, a red plaid skirt. I'm like, she looks like two decades younger. Yeah. And... Yeah. I think it doesn't help that Rita Bristol, that sorry, Vivian Blaine in this episode does look very frail. So like tiny. she looks tiny, and that wig made her look even smaller because it like sort of was so poofy and big. And then 
the fact that she's in this tiny little house and she's wearing these chunky big old heels. And you're like, how is this woman meant to like navigate the world when she's being weighed down by all these wigs and shoes? Um, but she was quite, she, I mean, she was feisty and she certainly like, and then when she got on the stage to perform the show, you know, she wasn't dancing around, but she still sort of was trying to say acted like she was yeah. belting stuff out anyway she was only 63 i mean she's like but this was her last role and then she passed away like 10 years later yeah i was shocked when i read her age like yeah i mean i mean no offense her because she like 70 something yeah i thought i mean it was just she's just a little a real small lady a real small lady walking around in her clip-clop heels <laughs> there's i think there's this thing it's like i mean maybe like when you're a hollywood person it sort of just especially of the sort of golden age yeah. you sort of just some of the life sucked out of you a little bit i mean not angela like obviously she looks great like i don't know what she's doing yeah, like i wrote down like, all these outfits of hers that i liked and then <laughs> Oh my God. Also speaking of an outfit that I loved when she meets with the guy who basically witnessed the crime, but didn't really want to come forward because he was scared he'd get in trouble. His shirt was so low cut. And I was, I thought it was really funny. You mean after we saw Dana, Dana, (laughs) (laughs) one more time, you can. Danica McKellar. It did look a lot like her. Danica McKellar would have been like 11 when this was airing. I mean, if maybe not younger. Yeah. I think it would have been like four, but it looked so much like her. It did look like her. And I also, I don't know if this is a thing. I've not been to New York where I've encountered this, but like this idea of like on the street gambling <laughs> you just go about the odds of like like are there is that i'm assuming that must be sort of commonplace but it was just so funny because you're like is that still something that happens a lot like people must know it's a trick but it I, all those people stood around that table wanting to like gamble i feel like that was like a gimmick in the 80s to be like, oh, you're in the big city, like you're gonna get scammed, kind of. You know, like yeah. Michael yeah. Jackson, like taking care of business, that movie. Is that the <laughs> one? Where he moves from like some like Midwestern town to New York City. I feel like they just they always show people like gambling on the streets. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was a big like part of 80s movies in New York. Like, look how yeah. wild it is. It's so sinful here. People just gamble right outside. <laughs> like, so- I but I did like that whole sequence where she met up with the other with the guy that had witnessed it, and yeah, I like that they too. go to have like food together at a food stall, and she puts all the jalapenos on it. <laughs> it's too, it's too hot. <laughs> Make me laugh. I and he said, "Oh, I like you. You're a good sport." And I was like, "Yeah, she is kind of a good sport about good this sport. sort of stuff." I was like, one time, this is this is an aside, and you can cut this out if you want, but uh, it was my first day at my first job ever, and they took me out to <laughs> burritos and beers, and um, I ordered, like, extra jalapenos, extra, like, hot oh, sauce, no. and, all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm chomping through my burrito, and I'm like, oh, it's 
it's really not that spicy. And I make it like all the way through. And I realize that my boss's boss is like sweating profusely <laughs> and like trying not to cough because he had gotten my burrito. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but he's really hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so rough. He's like, I'm so sorry for everything that's about to happen to you. <laughs> horrified. <laughs> when he was vegetarian and like, I got meat in it. And he just picked out the meat. Oh my God, that's so sad. He's like burning his fingers, picking out the meat. Right. He's like touching all the jalapenos. He's like, ha! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like an acid burn on his fingers from that. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like street food's also like a big city. You know, she's in the big city. She's going to have street food and find out about the guy that mugged the other guy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So I thought that I really liked that bit. I like all the bits where Jessica's like, I don't know, investigating, obviously, of course. Um, and I also like all the bits that involve the play, too. I love when the replacement shows up and she's wearing a floor length fur coat and she's got long red nails. And I was like, that is such an 80s thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you just do not see women dress like that anymore. And I'm not saying people should wear fur, but it's like, you know, faux. But um, it reminded me that the other day I was on Amazon looking at something. (laughs) And one of my suggested, I don't know why this was suggested for me, (laughs) was Jackie Collins's RIP. so I can't remember what the first name of the Lucky Santangelo cookbook came up. <laughs> 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 what are you looking up? With Susanna, <laughs> how, did, how did this show please, up? Please purchase. I was just like, that is such a specific thing. Like, I've not read any of the Lucky Santangelo oh. books, but I was like, uh, there's a cookbook Ooh. affiliated with it? This I gotta see. <laughs> how much was it? Please buy it. Please tell me it's coming tomorrow. <laughs> idea. It just made me laugh because I was like, oh my God, that is such a like time capsule, that sort of thing. And yeah, and her walking out like that. There's just a, book me. a called... That I believe is a, about Lucky Santangelo, um, called "Poor Little Bitch Girl." <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all about Lucky Santangelo and the Santangelo family? I think isn't so. That? There's a series called the Santangelo I Novels. Like, no, Susanna, <laughs> I haven't read them all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> including the. Oh, I mean, why do you think it showed up? Let's be real. <laughs> Jackie Collins was always the world's best interview. Like, whenever she'd be on anything, I was like, I gotta watch what she's gonna <laughs> say. There's this great French and Saunders sketch where they play the Collins sisters, and I think Jennifer Saunders is um, Joan, and Don French is Jackie, and she keeps <laughs> trying to remember what she keeps saying, but with that weird accent, like, sort of transatlantic accent that she had. She'd be like, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> It's very sexy. (laughs) I can't do it. Anyway, sorry. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I just went off on that. Yes. When she's in the uh, detective's office, he's eating something and he eats like half of it with like quite a lot of vigor and then throws it away. Was it a carrot? carrot? It's a a carrot. carrot. 
He later says, you need a few more carrots to improve your eyesight. <laughs> Loved it. Great like burn. Yeah, and he says he <laughs> eats them fast so that he doesn't have to taste them. <laughs> that was good. Oh my God, I remember what the word was. It's steamy. I go, it's steamy about all of her books. <laughs> oh, we're back to French and Saunders. I was sorry, like, yes, why I'm did sorry. Jessica Fletcher say steamy? No, but that was um, <laughs> steamy, sexy and steamy. Um, <laughs> yeah, all the good burns. She really did not like that cop, like straight out of the gate. Was just going to tell him what for. He deserved it. Yeah. He was pretty dismissive of her. And you're never dismissive of Jessica. No. Well, a lot of people were. Cy Parrish said, oh, she writes romance novels, right? Or something like that. It's like, everybody always thinks she writes romance novels. Because <laughs> she's like a woman of a certain age. She's no Jackie Collins. No, and no shame. <laughs> Did anyone else think Cy Parrish was pretty cute? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. An older man? Yeah, he was okay. But he was right. pulling of the producers, wasn't he? Wasn't the whole point to get the oh, show yeah. canceled within yeah. the first week? Isn't right. that, that's the, what the producers right. is about, right? Because at the end, she's like, oh, well, Cy Parrish isn't going to be very happy about that. When Grady's like, it's a huge hit. Like, how? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know I don't like when they go into the financial stuff where it's like the fraud stuff because normally at some point I stop listening and then I don't understand how the fraud <laughs> works. Something <laughs> <laughs> to do with money. <laughs> Wait, I feel like we should also talk about Greg Henry, fan favorite. I think this was his first Murder, She Wrote appearance. He looks very young here. I mean... Also, did you guys notice the glamour shot that is behind um it's like on one of the tables in Rita Bristol's house of him with his like blonde hair like, <laughs> like combed over and it's great it's sitting right behind Jessica yeah. when she's <laughs> sitting on the couch and I was like is that Robert Redford why do they have a random photo of Robert Redford <laughs> Greg Henry's like Ashley you're my favorite I need to see <laughs> if I can find this picture but somewhere I need to see close-ups of all those photos because there were tons of photos yeah real do you think they let her keep, kept, keep that blown up photo of her framed over the fireplace? Oh my God, I hope end? so. I love that photo. Or do you think it's hers that she lent? To the, oh, oh, like she maybe. That apartment was what? enormous. I was like... Oh, I found a picture. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, no, no, it's nothing bad. I, and I'll use it as on the um, when I post this episode. Is it one of the Greg Henry nudes you've been sending us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a week, weekly Greg Henry nudes. <laughs> I was going to tag him in this um, post, but now I'm he's going to think I'm a stalker and he won't. <laughs> he all, guess what? We already know that you are, Megan. I, We've I already tried. burned through two Greg Henry episodes. We got we to gotta slow this down. <laughs> You're right. Because we can't just go through them all so quickly. <laughs> and he always looks like such a villain. 
Oh, it's I like having, him. did you say it's like having Max Van Sydow in your movie and being right. like, I wonder if he's the bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah. They've, they've kind of changed this a little bit, but Sean Bean, whenever he showed up in a movie, I was like, and here we go. Oh my yep. God, this thing, did I tell you this, that one of the like British museums did this thing where it was like, they showed bits in their collection that were like things that had killed Sean Bean in various <laughs> movies. So it'd be like, in this movie, he died with like this thing, like a like a long... <laughs> like, How'd they do the Lord like of the Rings? Well, there was like, but all sorts of stuff. And then it was, but it wasn't just like obvious things. Some of them were like really obscure movies. And you're like, I forgot that Sean Bean must literally die in every single movie that he's in. And so one was, one was him. It must have been some like submarine movie where he gets killed by an anchor, and they were like, "And here's this cute postcard we have with a picture of an anchor on it." Golden, amazing for England, James. <sighs> no, for me. <laughs> You're right. It should would have been a satellite, Glennis, if it was. Oh, spoilers for, for Golden Eye. Okay, I, if, I thought you meant for Lord of the Rings. I like, uh, no, yeah, I said Lord of the Rings. Also, I don't know if oh, you, yeah, you said spoiler like a 30-year-old movie. It's like, at that point, <laughs> you should have watched Goldeneye. But also, if you're familiar with Sean Bean, you know he dies in every movie. So even if right. you're spoiling it, it's not a spoiler because it's Sean Bean, so he's dead. Wasn't he that was like a rogue choice for him? What? What was what? Wasn't he in a rom-com? Well, now I have to look it up. I are you thinking it, of Gerard Butler and P.S. I Love You? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know he's not. It seems like he's going to be bad, but I don't think he's bad in Flight Plan, which I enjoyed actually. Oh my god! But his presence alone is right. like right, right, right. straight up. He's the pilot, isn't he? Yeah, but in like, Flight Plan. Yeah, I've, but when he shows up, you're like, oh great, here we go. <laughs> here we go well no he um he used to be in a series back when he was like first starting out he was in a series in the uk called sharp where he was sort of like um it was like a 19th century it's like a legionnaire or something like that or you know it's one of these sort of off fighting in north africa and places like that like um different locales and he's the like romantic lead so he like does not die and I'm sure he like gets the girl and it is so weird to watch them because you're like this is not the person that I've come to know in all these years but he, he's very Wait, Glennis, are you thinking, handsome guy are you thinking of no. Jupiter ascending I'm just kidding it's not a wrong call <laughs> is he in Jupiter ascending I found I something okay <laughs> so I clicked on the first hit of Sean Bean rom-com and I ended up on online dot net slash backslash forum. Nope, nope. You should not click on that. What do you guys think about Sean? No, Sean Bean, just Sean, first name mm -hmm. only, starring in a romantic comedy film? Question mark. I don't think he's starring in any comedy. <laughs> I would love to see him paired with Sandra Bullock. Uh, you know what? I would watch that movie in a heartbeat. <laughs> Are you kidding 100%. me? Of course you there would. It's like so many responses to this. I okay, mean... so in on Daily Mail last year, there's an article that says that he's turning down roles in which he gets killed because he's been killed on screen 23 times. <gasps> <gasps> I sent you a little PDF of it's like a little like 
graphic of all the times he's died. <laughs> Wait, that's so that is so. Oh. All right. Oh, that's good. That seems, it's like he's a totally handsome guy. And so you would think, but I think his intensity level is too high for a rom-com. Really, really good. <laughs> and it says, well, he was shot on film nine times. Sean's oh. preferred manner of demise by far is through, through successfully catching bullets with various body parts. Oh. He's not in a rom-com where he's like a football fan. He's like a big time football fan, and he, you're thinking of Fever Pitch with Colin. No, Fur. not fee, not Fever Pitch. She is um, Ashley. She is. Yeah. No, I'm not thinking of. I know that's Colin Bird. It's fine. And it's, Ashley, you and I know the truth. You think of any given Sunday with Jamie Fox? <laughs> yeah, you're right, Jamie Fox. How could I get those two mixed up? Shorts <laughs> not P.S. I love you with Hillary Swank. Wait, I'm just shocked that he doesn't die in um, National Treasure. I guess maybe they just capture him at the end. Like, I feel like I've seen that movie too much not to know. Ugh, I hate myself right now. Okay, now I'm looking. You guys, I, ha- I hate that I'm doing this, <laughs> that I'm even... I, I never go on the internets while I'm on this show, but I'm on now because I got to prove myself right. Okay. He's in Lorna Dune. Pretty sure he's real bad in that. Okay. No, Lorna Dune, isn't that a cookie? It is, it's a, but it's based on a um, 19th century novel. <laughs> no, I was going to say for Vigo Mortensen, which I do often. Okay. Both sort of kind of rough, rough around the edges, handsome men. He was in the British miniseries of Lady Chatterley's Lover. That's not so much of the. He is the guy. He's the. He's the like What's farm the hand in the rom com. It's not. It's a romance, but it's not a comedy. <laughs> um, but there is a lot of sex in that for those that would like to rent it. And I believe Jolie Richardson is the. Uh, is his uh, is the. Oh, Lady Chatterley. Sorry, I literally oh, just said okay. it and then I'll, I forgot. I don't sign me up for that. When Saturday comes, is that not a wrong come? Oh God, this is going to oh, be embarrassing. I think you... yes, it is. Thank you very much. I. Okay. Okay. I win. You know what? Let's move on to our, <laughs> let's move on to our list. How dare you? I get to uh, guys, enjoy this. Glennis, Ashley, <laughs> raise your hand. Let's just move this Just Susanna, close out your argument by repeating the name of that movie, and then I'll go look at it. When Saturday Comes. It's him and uh, an actress called Emily Lloyd. It might not be a rom-com. It's like a British comedy. Is it a British com- Who dies? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guess who's in it? Pete Postlethwaite. Ooh, Does they make it to the end? We don't know. <laughs> they never do. Let's, uh, I don't even want to get into when we watched Brass Off, which is the saddest <laughs> no. movie. The, anyway, okay. I'm sure it's I got a happy think, ending. Okay. I do think we should get to the list. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Was there, um, before we get to the list... Uh, sorry, I've got a lot of notes for this one, but, oh, I was going to ask you guys a question. <laughs> okay. I, you, I, I feel silly asking this sort of stuff. Cause I don't know if you guys would know, but when Milton Berle says, I hate my secretary, mm-hmm. would that mean something to anybody? It seemed like an inside joke, but I, I didn't get it. Okay. Yeah. I, like I didn't understand that either. It seemed like something that 
like because there was that pot it seemed like some like the rest of it I get like I did like his line about like uh, he says something about he says I thought Morley was out in Hollywood which is the same as being dead anyway like that I get but the secretary one I didn't get there was that there was also like a real real shade thrown at actors (laughs) when we meet Morley Farmer's friends that are all very like OTT but my favorite bit of that sequence is when they show up in Grady's car, which is a rockin' soft top red sports car. I was like, oh, yeah. how is Grady affording that? And it, it also feels so edgy for him. You know, it's so cool. And he's like the least cool guy in the world. Um, okay. Oh, it's a reference to a TV show where there was a love-struck secretary. And he played a character, and then he had a love-struck secretary. Okay. Moral reference. Sorry, I was on a deep dive. No, that helps, because I was like, I feel like this is like the garlic thing all over again, where I'm like, do not understand the joke, but then it's, it's being delivered like a joke. Oh, also, I forgot to say, I loved at the end where Jessica was being all like weird with uh barry oh to get him to God. confess now we're talking about this what <laughs> that what? was really odd but i really liked it loved That's every second one of it of my favorite, that was one of my favorite scenes like yeah. ever why it's are you like, lying to me barry why are you being so difficult barry it's a very so weird it's because that's how she thinks his mother would speak to him. I think so it's sort do. of like kind of emasculating him a little bit. I thought that was great. It was well, <laughs> insane and I loved it. And also like knowing that he tried to murder two people, I would not be that close to him. Like she's like with like like right next to him and he's losing his mind and she's accusing him of the truth. I would be miles away from him. Well, and the thing is, like, by compare, I'm not saying Jessica's, like, Jessica's obviously a very attractive lady and all that sort of stuff, And but next to Rita Bristol, she looks like a giant because yeah. she's, that woman is so frail. So she's, like, going one-to-one with Greg Henry, and then little tiny Rita Bristol shows up to, like, sort of face him. And you're like... Uh, I feel like Jessica says a lot of this little tiny woman. I was so worried he was going to like lash out or something, but then he was just felt bad that he'd. Well, was she doing it because she knew he was like unhinged and she was just going to be like, why are you lying to me, Barry? It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, but the whole exchange was just like, she doesn't typically push the person to confess in that way like she that's mm-hmm. not really her mode of trying to get people to confess i mean sort of trapping quote unquote them is one way but this sort of manipulation and like mimicking somebody else it's it was very it was odd because it's not it's not really something that she does regularly in the series but i also thought it was such a like an like one of the best little scenes of acting like just mm-hmm. both of them just sort of I don't know. I thought they were. I thought it was really good, but also really different for murder. She wrote. I totally agree. I thought it was great, and it's like, but also plays in with what world we're in, which is theater and 
actors and everybody's being really over the top. And so she's sort of pushing him in a kind of, so I, yeah, I totally agree. And the music through the whole episode and then gets amplified at the end is like, oh, this is a nice touch. It feels very polished for a season one episode. Don't you think? Was she trying to outshine them? Be like, you know what? I'm a writer, but I could be an actor and I could destroy all of you. She, yeah, yeah. I did laugh, like, her face when he does have that meltdown and starts, like, smashing stuff. She was, like, kind of looked like she was, like, oops, maybe I went too far. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She was quite shocked. And then his line, he's, like, I can't remember when I didn't want to see her dead. You're, like, Jesus Christ, Barry. Yeah. I wrote down Greg Henry, such a D. Yeah. Like, he's so scary. And, and, like, then when he's sorry to his mom, when he says sorry to his mom, you're, like, are you sorry? I feel like you're just a bad kid. Well, it sounds like she paid you. I mean, this is a pro- like, if what he's saying is true, then like all she did was pay attention to Patty. Well, Patty was the star. What making? That's classic parenting. You you're have right. favorites, and one is better than the other. <laughs> I mean, everybody <laughs> turns out normal that way. <laughs> <laughs> also barbiturates are back that's are what he put in the drink oh. yeah but yeah and he was like oh she had gas alcohol and barbiturates in her system like damn oh how did she survive that's that 90 pound woman <laughs> she can't handle all that right in her system. i also wonder well she passed out and then he forced alcohol down her i wonder how much was metabolized before they pumped her stomach like it probably was most of it went like into the he... wig <laughs> <laughs> the wig absorbed it that's it that's, that's why you need saying. a good wig anybody yeah. will tell yeah. you that yeah <laughs> oh yeah you mentioned about the night dress i had specifically written that down as a talking point glennis also, I loved when Jessica questioned why she didn't have closer friends. <laughs> I was like, are you? Like, because at some point you're like, yeah, why is this woman talking to Jessica about all this like really personal stuff? And she's like, yeah, I don't have any friends. It's like, oh my God, not oh, yeah, she said, she said, nobody knows you or much cares when you're riding the down escalator. Pretty rough. God. So and she dark. said she was fresh out of friends. Ugh. But she liked Jessica. Jessica says, I'm a good listener. It's like, yeah, she is. Okay, here we go. Thunder and weather, no. Secret doors, no. Poisoning or bludgeoning, yeah, we have poisoning and shooting, two shootings. Um, Phone wire cut, no. She's shaking. I had Barry grabbing Jessica. It's not really a she shake in the like. I thought someone was going to she shake Rita. Yeah, it was yeah. a jostle. <laughs> I don't know what was the plan there. I, <laughs> I think he was going to throw her out the window. I, I felt like he was like oh God, out the window, so and I was just like, yikes. <laughs> I don't you like don't that either. at all. I mean, that's where that's it was rough. He was headed. Um, I don't know. He was. I thought he was going to grab a fire poker or something. Uh, I just thought, oh, poker. He's so 
I don't want to have to check the explicit language box. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Window peep. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You guys, this Let's was because I'm rough. Yeah. But I've got I've got two potentials. Please, I, I don't like know I... if either of them count. <laughs> so okay. the bar has been set high recently <laughs> with a real window peep. An extended uh, window. But yeah. let's be honest, got some real traction on Instagram when I posted that picture of that window peep, which was very exciting. So these are, okay. So my first one is at the very beginning, she's watching the movie of herself. Holiday and in Santa Fe. Holiday in Santa Fe, the classic <laughs> film. And the character is looking out of a window while she's singing. All right. That, I'll window that. peep. That's Okay. The second is the scene where Lorna Luft is singing her song in April, always April. Mm-hmm. And she's sat in front of the mirror, uh, and it's, but it's mm-hmm. pretend there's no mirror in it. And she's uh, peeping through to the audience. I'll give you the first one. The second one, I'm, I, I do appreciate your effort on this because I didn't see a single one. <laughs> I had to, I was like, I should probably rewind it to the beginning just to double check she is stood by a window, but I think she is. So I'm happy to. I think she has that be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it in an 80s show where a woman has crazy poofy hair and is brushing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, I know you don't brush that hair. Like, you back comb it. Okay. Like, <laughs> It's like that. one of those like horse brushes that don't even like they just cast. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even like get into the knots. It's just like <laughs> sort of mapped it down. Yeah, it yeah. just smooths out the yeah, top. It just smooths out the top. Yeah. What what is the point of those brushes? What Ashley's saying, so you don't mess your mess up your your do. Yeah. You've 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 made your hair as big as humanly possible. You stuck hairspray in it, and the last thing you want to do mm. is like flatten it out. Sure. Um, but you're right, Glennis. Pointless. <laughs> Fake name. Not if you want to actually brush your hair. Would you say, Glennis? <laughs> he said pointless, and I said kind of like Grady's girlfriend <gasps> in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. She's in one in a string of like failed romances. Um, Fake name or ID? Uh, no, well, I don't yeah, think so. The guy, um, the, was it <gasps> Morley that, Farmer? Oh, yeah. you're right, Megan. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> Darn it. Um, the fuzz slash cop quirk, I guess that he was trying to be healthy. Yeah, but he, he had, had veggies. He had high cholesterol. That was my, <laughs> my takeaway. <laughs> like he loves to eat carrots. Just kidding. He hated them, but he was doing his stomach exercises too. Um, oh. And just to say, Gregory Sierra plays a cop later in the series three times, but not the same cop as this cop, <laughs> a different cop, huh. um, but also in New York. Wait, he plays, there's this role, and then there's three other episodes where he plays a different, yes. like a different, but a different cop, but the same character in those three episodes? Yes. And then also two other episodes he's in that he doesn't play a cop at all. So he's in quite a few. Um, cop chemistry, no. 
Done. Um, businessy business, the theater. <laughs> Producers, <Yeah>. investments. <laughs> I love when we're in the theater. Love it. I do too. I, I like when you sort of are like, this is going to be a, a smash hit. Because one of my favorites is when, I, also a theater production, when like Seth's really good friend comes back to town and he's being kind of bothered by Bradford Dillman, like that guy keeps showing up. That's And that's a theater production. There's a few great ones where they're based in the theater. There's the one where they're adapting her book mm-hmm. into oh. a London stage production that has kind of some dumb stuff that happens in that one. And they're great. And it's nice to like, because it's a world that I guess you would think Angela Lansbury would know quite a lot about. So it's like interesting to get some and seats on that age ain't nothing but a number i mean it's all quite age appropriate i think except for grady and his girlfriend that was um can any does anyone remember who gretchen pashko was was she was she the um actor that lived with morley farmer oh the lady that's like showing them yeah Yeah. that sounds right she was showing them his room i think she was his neighbor yeah that was definitely her yeah because her biggest credit was being in St. Elsewhere, which, so that's, I looked at it. I did not know Denzel Washington was on that show. Oh, yeah. I think that was like his, his like big, big break. Yeah. Is that right? I had uh, no idea you done any TV. Do you know the twist ending of St. Elsewhere? Yes. Don't even okay. talk to me. I mean, yes, talk to me, but it's so annoying. Well, should we That's just say literally it? the only thing I know about I'll just, it. I'll just say, just say no, so just say the whole thing again. It's like it's like <laughs> thirty-five years since it ended. If you didn't, just just say it. So, Glennis. So everyone thinks that the it's really set in this hospital, saying elsewhere, and that there's all these characters and stuff. But in the last episode, they pan out, and it's actually a hospital inside a snow globe, and it's all in a kid's imagination. Uh, I hate that. It. <laughs> That is a real F you to the fans. <laughs> Those people stuck around for 137 episodes and they get that. It's their no. last episode. Yeah. For, especially for like a, a doctor drama, like. Uh-huh. Well, and I think the child can't speak. I think. I think the like. you just on for yeah. six years plus, like, what kind of effing snow globe has a hospital in it <laughs> <laughs> like who buys the snow globe oh i want the one with the hospital in it to give it a gift it feels like they just <laughs> like, they got rid of their writer director whatever their entire entire crew and then just brought in an intern and was like write the final episode here's your big break write yeah. the final episode figure it out if anything goes a hospital snow globe. I'm sending it to Ashley. Like, it's like so overnight. morbid to give someone a snow globe with a hospital in it. I mean, right. It's like, just, like just bombed it. Like, they might have well just like leveled the hospital. Like, that's the same thing. Like, no. Yeah. But just, to say it was never real is right? like, that is messed up. Yeah. Like, honestly, that is, that's the kind of stuff where you're like, 
there really are only three channels because people have to watch that kind of thing. You Uh know, it's like now people would not put up with that kind of thing. They'd be like, "Mm -mm, I'm not giving you my time if you're going to do that to me. Okay. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling to find one if I'm honest. Right. Because why Uh, would you give someone, (laughs) why would you give someone, like you give people snow globes at Christmas or as like, I guess, fun sort of knickknacks presumably mostly at Christmas, to give them a hospital one yeah. <laughs> feels so mean. a hospital gift shop? Hospitals don't have a gift shop. Like, why? you would buy it at, like, the town gift shop. I just wanted to send shop. one to Ashley so badly. Mark Harmon was in St. Elsewhere? Oh, I didn't know that. Who was? Mark Harmon? Oh, Maybe. he was in the picture I saw. Is so that what that, that makes sense? Okay. All right. Now that we've veered off into a completely other direction. I'm so sorry. sorry. sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, no. I'm back no, on. No, no, I'm back it's on. fine. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it just twists and turns, twists and turns. I feel like, um, yeah, I just, it's not a show I've ever seen. I just know of it because of this crazy thing that happened. So it's like, it was a shock to see Denzel Washington. And like, I was like, what is happening? Looking good. Like always. Um, okay, uh, age ain't nothing but a number. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> How did we end up there? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> well, uh, oh, you were talking about the neighbor and that her biggest credit was oh, being in the right. okay, okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, okay, sorry. I was like, <laughs> um, okay, so. Okay smooches uh no familial ties grady eyes closed head shake i didn't see one did you guys know because rita comes out and deals with it in the end um okay here we go fave outfit glennis do you want to start uh yeah it was definitely jessica's camel trench and red and black plaid scarf um Mm -hmm. the the blue silk was just an honorable mention because it was so insane and I just wish I could be wearing that and sliding around all night in my kitten heels. You would be so annoyed because you'd find yourself crumpled up at the bottom of the bed because you it's like, like so you just much static. slipping down all night. <laughs> oh my god. So awful. Um, sorry, Ashley, what was your favorite outfit? I like that. I like that fur coat. I thought that was ridiculous. It reminded me of Cruella Deville, but I like the drama. Um, JB's trench coat. It was worn a lot, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Inspector Gadget at one point. So, are you not in a bad way? It just, I just it felt a little, it felt a little muted. But I did like her outfit. Red, I'm sorry. <laughs> With the red blouse and the white, the white dots and the high waisted black pencil skirt. Do you yeah, guys like remember it. the song that they did for the movie, not the TV series oh. by Young? But it's Town. based on the theme yes. song. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. I, I guess I better not get into it. It has explicit language. <laughs> also, you're right, Ashley, because Inspector Gadget's hanging out with his niece. Jessica's hanging out with her nephew and solving crime. Oh. Although Grady's no 
Penny. So Penny, hmm. I thought was so annoying though, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, because it, nobody likes a know it all. And if there's yeah. one thing our family knows, it's a I pretty much <laughs> only like the dog in that show. Yeah, that's true. Like I don't point. know what you mean. <laughs> I am afraid that perhaps three quarters <laughs> of this group are real know it alls. <laughs> Never. Four quarters. Four quarters of the group. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Megan. What was your favorite outfit? So I really did like, I liked her, her, Jessica's red dress at dinner, at the fancy dinner they went to, but then I also liked her red with the kind of, it wasn't like polka dots exactly, I feel like, but that she wore Mm. when she was confronting Barry. Loved I I also like Jessica's out. I have to say, I struggled to find one I didn't like as much. I mean, it's funny, the men's ones you sort of forget about because they're just wearing oh, suits. Has one. <laughs> um, I mean, I do have some, anyways. Um, but I really liked Patty's over-the-shoulder blue sweater mm-hmm. dress that she had on when she was... I love theater warm-up rehearsal clothes where everyone's in a leotard and like an, a cut-off sweater. I think all of that is... Uh, looks great um and i liked her white coat and purple scarf that she got shot in <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. nice <laughs> i didn't have like a worst outfit per se but i had a lot of issue with the hot shot director being like the best in town and wearing like an oatmeal colored chunky sweater that looked so dowdy and he had like a basically a comb over and I was like if he's like this hot shot director like I'm expecting like a bald leather jacket deep v like black silk shirt um and a lot of flair you're right Glynis you dress for the job you want right and he was not and honestly the hair was aggressively bad that's his natural hair. Like, that's what his hair, like, it, it's, like, that thick and, like, that, yeah, it's crazy. It's like that in Mad Men, too. Lego-y. <laughs> but you know what? He's a lucky man to have a full head of hair, you know? <laughs> Wait, there's someone else that you described before as Lego-y, or one of you did, and I can't remember who it was. I said it was, I said it was Pete. From Crimson Harvest, so had Lego. Yeah, and then oh. Megan said that was her biggest hunk, and I said after Susanna said Lego, I can't get that out of my head. I know, kind <laughs> of, it did kind of ruin it, but that's that's fine. You get more Lego hair as you move closer <laughs> to the millennium. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Yeah, yeah. this is just the start. Um, Megan, what was your worst outfit? I mean, now that you've pointed out the director, I'll go with him. Because otherwise I thought, I mean, her her robes and PJs were, I didn't love them. But the director, not great. What about you, Ashley? Um, the, the robes, the house coats just felt so suffocating. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how anyone would sort of relax or be comfortable in them. I'd feel like I'd be like shuffling around trying to like... <laughs> make room to move like waddling down my hallway or something <laughs> like a penguin that's what I would that's what like I think the trouble is we've come back from season four or five where we have that red blue and purple yeah. plaid robe that 
is maybe the nicest robe I've ever seen. Yeah. And then you come back to season one and it's like, yeah, ah, the bar's too high. So, yeah. you know, now we can't, we can't go back because it doesn't, to me, I, there were a couple of prints I wasn't crazy about. And there was one outfit she wore that was quite aggressively beige. Mm. And I just think, I just think Angela can handle color. So I don't know why they put her in beige when she can, I think she looks good in like that red out, red shirt. She looked great in it. So why not just give her a little pop of color somewhere and not make it all beige? One thing, what the other worst, it wasn't an outfit, but it was the blue satin couches at Rita's. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got very nervous for them for like, is someone going to snag them? Like, are you going to be off of it? Like, it just wasn't. Anyway, that was something that I just wanted to note. I, um, the, I love the detail of the coffee always being on the pot. I always have fresh coffee on the go. And it's like, something about that. It's like, this woman, she has no friends, but she's always going to make sure she's got fresh coffee on the go. It's like, that's something about that feels like a real glimpse into the abyss. Do you know what I mean? Like that feels really sad. Inhaling coffee. (laughs) Or she has some serious caffeine things going on. It's like, um, all right. So here we go with something I think is quite difficult. Biggest hunk. What do you guys think? I'm going to go Greg Henry or Cy Parrish. I thought they were both very cute. Okay, Glynis. Uh, Greg Henry, sure, yeah. Ashley? Greg Henry. <sighs> Guys, I, I hate no. to admit this to you. I don't find Greg Henry, like, hunky. Like, I think he's fine. And he's so weaselly here that it was tough for me. Um... God, you know, I hate to say it. It's Grady for me. Oh, I think Grady's Jesus my biggest right. hug. No. I knew you were going to say that. Jesus I thought if I said that, Susanna's going to just like disconnect and leave because it would be like when I said Mr. Roper was the biggest hunk. And I thought, no, I've never forgiven you for that, Ashley. He's going to say Grady. So. I thought, wow. I don't think he's a bad looking guy. And I actually I don't think thought this will ever forgive you. <laughs> well, I actually thought in this episode it was just the right amount. It's yeah. like just the right amount of Grady. He was there as an accent piece. <laughs> but he didn't get arrested. It's true. He like did he let the pot boil over? He did something. Did something silly. Because he's a silly man. <laughs> he obviously is raking it in. So these girls he's that are leaving him, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it just feels like he's the accountant on a Broadway production. It's like, wow, that kind of feels like a big deal. Um, so yeah, Grady probably for me. Um, okay, J.B. Burns. I think we've said quite a few of them, actually. Mm-hmm. The only thing I had extra was you're blind and you're stubborn. <laughs> I, I <laughs> just had yeah, yeah. to the cop. Yeah, that like, whoa. <laughs> I, I did like when she was, he was like, I've got a lot of work to do. And she's like, so do I. And then start, stormed out of his office. I like that in the aftermath, she's like, he's like, you're going to get yourself into trouble and I won't help you or I won't be able to help you. And she was like, I know. 
<laughs> basically like i think you're a bad cop <laughs> it's like i love this um did you guys have any other ones yeah just that whole unseen with with yeah. barry barry why are you lying to me yeah barry i thought barry barry, barry had a like good burn <laughs> well it's like rough but against his mom he called her a penny pinching lush yeah I know. Has washed up penny pinching lush or something like that. <laughs> okay, fave guest star. Gosh, this is tough because there's a lot of people in this one. Um, Ashley, you want to go first with this one? Yeah. I guess I would say Greg Henry or um, is it Vivian? What's Who's the one? Vivian Blaine. Vivian Blaine. I would say either one of those two, I think, were my favorite. Okay. Glennis? Um, I'll go with Barbara Winnery because it led us down that insane rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Megan? I'll go Greg. I would go, I, you know what? I think it is Greg Henry for me, too. He, he really is very, very good. Um, and just like interesting and stuff. And you're like, you know, well, this segues nicely actually into Glennis's guess. Cause he obviously painted enough of a picture for her to guess him as the murderer. And she was right. Yay. <laughs> it was that yeah. brother-sister bond. I was like, this is too weird. And he's shady as hell. He, they make him so creepy. And you're just like, it's like the other ones as well where you're just like there's something not right here and like you know he does feel kind of put upon and so you're just like I wonder why this is um okay so do you want to does anybody have anything else to add before we get to the last bit Mm -mm. no okay let's do fave moment and overall ranking okay um Okay, so favorite moment, probably confrontation at the end. Overall ranking, nine. Okay, Glennis? Um, fave moment, also confrontation at the end. Uh, also the, the bit with the actor, uh, actors and the neighbors, that was, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it an eight. Wow, okay. Ashley? I would say the confrontation at the end. Um, I also liked when Jessica was eating the empanada with jalapenos and I'll give it probably, I said eight and a half. That's the number that's coming to my head. I could round it up to nine, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with 8.5. I, my favorite moment was also the confrontation at the end. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. But I would like to give an honorary mention for the phone call at the end from Grady to Jessica saying that Kate had run Mm -hmm. off with the tv weatherman from pittsburgh that didn't make me laugh yeah i did like um, that. i thought that was very good mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just like uh. <laughs> um and my overall ranking i really like this one i just like the setting i like the whole family dynamic all that stuff i love the the bad songs i yeah i give this a nine so yeah i think this is quite a quite a high one for for all of us um, but yeah, does anybody, oh, we should say 
um, before we close up here that um, this episode was suggested by one of our listeners. So thank you so much to him for, for suggesting the episode. Um, if anybody else has other ones that they want to suggest, you know, it'd be great to know what people like, um, what episodes they like and what they'd like us to, to cover. Um, so you can head to our Facebook page, which is just Cabot Coverage. Um, and and join us there. And also we do polls and things like that. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Cabot Coverage for, for both. Um, and I guess if you want to like rate us and review us, so now I always get nervous because I'm like, if you could give us five stars, that would be great. <laughs> That's our greatest I'm pushy. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much to him for suggesting the episode. And Yes. Is there anything else anybody wants to add before we close out about the swim? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and we hope you'll join us again next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Probably the co- oh, do you want me to start or do you want to go? Um, I specifically don't want you to start. <laughs> <laughs> you can start me.